further up and further in to your presence, deep to deep and deeper still in your river, satisfied longing Welcome to Further Up and Further In. I'm Amy and I'm here with Michelle. Hey Amy, we're going to talk about something fun and exciting today because we always do. I know, we right? we got to find a better intro line, but is there a better intro line? There really isn't. No. So today we're going to talk about how you and I and every one of our listeners is Jesus's Exhibit A. Okay, what mm-hmm. does that mean? Well, you know, in a court of law, there's evidence one way or the other. It's like, here's Exhibit A, and it's proof that the point being made is accurate. Mm. And so our lives and our stories of where Jesus shows up are Exhibit A mm. to all the lies and accusations of the enemy that God is not real, that he doesn't care, that he doesn't change lives. Here we are. Mm-hmm. Boom. Okay, podcast done. Okay. Yeah. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) And yet, there's all these internal, quirky, unsettled, like, uh, should I tell them or shouldn't I tell them? And then we don't tell our stories. We're reluctant to sometimes. Mm -hmm. We're self-conscious. Like, what the heck is that all about? So I think we should unpack why do we need to tell our stories? Yep. I think that's really important. And to do a quick summary first, I think it's important for ourselves and for others to tell our stories. And for me, I know just thinking about, um, you know, when my spiritual renewal started, the like telling of my story felt weird. Yeah. So what are those little awkward things? What are those? I think first of all, it was like, man, in sharing what God had done, it was also kind of also sharing the brokenness and Mm. crap that I had. Right. So it's like, while yes, God had shown up, it was still like really vulnerable to show up and be like, this is where Jesus showed up because where he showed up was a hot mess. And I was in need. Right. And so it's like all those like quivers of like, oh, are people going to judge me for what, you know, the mess that I had or, um, will they understand or will they just see it as I'm just like talking about myself? Like, look how great or slash traumatic my life has been. So do you think that any of the judgments we've made against other people kind of can come up in that moment? For sure. Right. It totally is. Right. It's the thing of like, if there's a filter one way, there's going to be the filter the other way. Yeah. So all the things that we think about others, oftentimes we're already thinking that about ourselves. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, personally myself, (laughs) I think that part of the reason why I need to tell my stories and humbly acknowledge the brokenness is because we actually really need to remember. Mm, mm-hmm. Not in a shame way, but it's really easy to move forward in your thriving, healthy life and be like, I'm actually so awesome because look mm. at how fruitful and happy and joyful and healthy and those things are actually true. But if we ever lose sight of the fact that we needed a savior, mm-hmm. then we've just become boastful in all the wrong ways. Yeah. And then it gets... So not yucky. in a shame way, because there's a yeah. big difference between shame and humility. I think we've unpacked that in another episode, right? Mm-hmm. But humility is like actually living in a continual state in awe of wonder that yep. Jesus is so good that he would reach into my life yep. and he would do this. So those little quivery, eh, I don't want to say this because then people will know how 
messed up I am yeah is like no no we're all in need of a savior so I'll intentionally humble myself yeah. right there just like pick it fiercely exactly pick it fiercely not shame but humility yeah and it, and even deciding to do that does war on any shame that's lingering that's maybe trying to find a little yeah. hole where it's like yeah Jesus came and and healed you from this and some people know but you know you better keep it secret and quiet from all people because yeah and I think anywhere there's like threads of shame there which are real. Yeah. That's part of our growing process. Just want to be really serious about that because that means the enemy has a louder voice in your story mm. still than Jesus does. Yeah. Because he like took, he knew all that mess about you when you were hiding it. And he just like radically, recklessly with great abandon pursued you and loved you and set you free. Mm-hmm. And when you know that more than anything, that's actually what you're going to unleash on other people. Yep. So if you're listening to this and you recognize that, like just ask Jesus to meet you there. And say, Jesus, I want to know your love so profoundly that I become dangerous. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's what happens when this doesn't hold us anymore. We become dangerous. Oh, yeah. Other people are going to get free because we tell our stories. Yep. And jumping back to what you said is kind of like living in the awe and wonder. Mm-hmm. Is that what God has done in our lives can kind of feel like old hat sometimes. Mm-hmm. But then as we share it, it's like every time I share my story, it's like the goodness lands once again in a fresh way of like, oh yeah, Jesus showed up yeah. in all these areas, right? It fuels my own faith and and refreshment. Yeah. It, it reinforces our freedom, actually. Yep. So for the science part of it, you know how inside your brain, the neural pathways look like little trees mm-hmm. and we have to like, chop those trees down when we're trying to think new thoughts. Yeah. The same thing when we tell our stories, we're feeding the neural pathways in that story. We're reinforcing it. It's actually creating matter in our brain. Mm. That's the matter we want there. Mm -hmm. Right? The neural pathways that automatically go to you run into somebody in pain and sorrow and trouble and you know right away, Jesus can meet them here because he met me. Mm. So you're feeding those neural pathways. And I like also acknowledging the science of it, that God made it this way. Yep. So when we tell our stories, our God stories, if you think about how we've reinforced crap by complaining even, just take something simple we all do. Yep. Versus, I give glory to God every time I tell my story. Mm. We're building something. Oh yeah, and who doesn't want to build that compared to little sad little trees of complaining? Yeah. So we have the one ditch where we don't want to share our story because, yep. you know, shame. Um, I guess partly too, sometimes I'm like, there's a little bit of risk every time you put the story out mm. there that the pundits and the skeptics and the whatever are going to poo-poo. Yeah. I don't like that because I feel like they're saying I'm not smart. Mm. Okay. Right? So there we have yeah. again like, oh, look, there's a little button that can be pushed. Okay. Then deal with it. Mm-hmm. Am I more concerned about people thinking that my story is valid and I'm not flaky? These are the words that go through yeah. my head, right? Or am I more concerned that I am a declarer of freedom? Mm. As soon as I frame it that way, I'm like, yeah, screw the pundits. I'm yeah. telling my story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? And so much of it is just like, what are we focusing on? Yeah. And so then the other ditch yeah. on the other side of the road is this pride and boastfulness. Yeah. And we, we don't want to do that. So yeah. how do we avoid that? Oh, man. I think, again, right? It, it, it comes in remembering who did the work. Yeah. Right? It's not because we were so good and figured our crap out. It's because Jesus came yeah. because he loves us. And because of what he did on the cross and his resurrection, 
not because somehow we're so awesome that we were able to figure it out. Yeah. And I think there's a big difference when people tell their stories, you kind of pick up on the spirit behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There was a time when I was going to write one of my messages. And of course, I am a very, like, I always weave testimony into, Mm. into teaching because I think that connects our left brain and our right brain. It connects our Mm. heart and our minds. And when our hearts and our minds are activated, it's way more powerful. Mm, yeah. So it doesn't always have to be my story, obviously. I, they're just the ones I know the best. <laughs> and they carry the weight of what God has done. Mm-hmm. And so I was writing a sermon and someone had called me on it once and said, well, we don't need to talk about ourselves in our sermons because it's not about us. It's about Jesus. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, right away, I was just feeling like a bit of judgment and condemnation, mm. actually. And like, I better pay attention to this. I don't want anybody thinking that I'm only boasting about myself. Boy, yeah. it turned into, I don't want anybody thinking really quickly. Yeah, didn't it? it did. So there is the clue of what is about me. Yeah. What are people going to think? And then I was like, the more I posted, I was like, no, no, no. When I tell these stories, it is pointing to Jesus. Yeah. I want to introduce you to my friend. Let me tell you all about him. Yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> it's the pointing to Jesus. Yeah. What is your motivation? Because really what's in your heart will come through to some people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if you think about it, like when you were first dating and you're in love and somebody said, so tell me about your boyfriend, you're just like going to go on and on, yeah. right? And, and, and some of your exhibit A will be, he did this and he did that. How much more when we love Jesus who set us free, when I think of where I was and where I am and people that I love, how he set them free. Yeah, I'm going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Because I love Jesus so much. Yeah. You know, at the end of Revelation, it says, um, I think it maybe is in chapter 7. I hate when I do this on, yeah. I should have like looked it up first. Why? So people will know I'm smart. What if some of our listeners know I'm in the wrong chapter? Oh, just a little confession there. Um, it says that the saints or those who are in Christ overcame the enemy. This fierce enemy, the description of him is insane, right? He's gross and he's fierce. And they overcame him. By the word of testimony and the blood of the Lamb. Mm. So the blood of the Lamb is what Jesus did for us on the cross. But along, paired right with that in that sentence, is that your story, your testimony, overcomes the filthy, evil one who's sent to destroy. Yep. That should make you want to speak up and tell your story. Yeah, man, another another example of, of a partnership, mm-hmm. right? That, that it's what Jesus has done, and we have a part to play too. Yeah. Yeah. So declare, tell your story, mm-hmm. be curious about why you're reluctant to, and then deal with those things, whether it's shame or pride or what people will think, just deal with them. Mm-hmm. Just take them to Jesus and say, I break agreement with that. Mm-hmm. And ask the Holy Spirit to come and fill you with courage. Because that's legit. Hey, Peter, you know, there he is denying Christ mm-hmm. three times. He's scared. He's protecting his own skin. Uh, it's all yeah. about him, right? It's all about him. Yeah. Now I got to get on the right side of survival. And then he is filled with the Holy Spirit in Acts 2, and he just becomes this radical declaring, this is who Jesus is. Yeah. So when we break agreement with the pride and the shame and whatever lies, right? I break agreement with the lie that I'm not smart, that I'm flaky. Whatever little lie mm-hmm. that the enemy throws at you because he does not want your testimony to overthrow him, break agreement with it. Ask the Holy Spirit, come and fill me. Make me fierce in telling my story. 
And even as we're, as you're listening to this podcast, I would challenge you like, Jesus, is there someone who needs to hear my testimony? Mm -hmm. Maybe you feel like it's small and it's not like so-and-so's. Well, again, that's just the enemy trying to intimidate you with insignificance. So shut up already. Yeah. Break agreement with that. Your story is powerful. So we, we talked a lot about, you know, what, how it's good for us to tell our story. But there's a really important part about why other people need to hear. It's so true. Right? I remember, right, just as my spiritual renewal was happening and we were in a um, conference, a retreat. And, you know, I think you kind of like mentioned my story it was just before I was going to go speak and I was nervous and you'd kind of mentioned it during the coffee time. And I just shared it with someone, you know, just like, Oh, sure. I'll do this. Fumbled my way through. And the person was like, man, there's so much similarities between Mm -hmm. you and my story, except I I haven't, God hasn't shown up for me yet, Mm -hmm. but man, if he can show up for you, he can show up for me. Right. So the importance of the story is like to give hope for those that, see similarities in our in the stories but they're kind of like pre having an encounter with jesus it's so true because the reality is even though like the details of our stories are different the enemy only has a few strategies yeah he doesn't actually have a lot they work yeah but it's true our story inspires hope in other people yep yeah and then then it gives them the hope to be like okay if that happened for them maybe it could happen for me yeah so who wouldn't want that To encourage someone to press into Jesus. Yeah. So that ties into the whole, my story might set someone else free. Mm -hmm. And so this is why I should share it, even though I feel awkward and self-conscious and uncomfortable pushing through that. And like you said, you felt like you just fumbled through it. And it's not about eloquence. Paul says that Mm -hmm. in Corinthians. He's like, I didn't come to you with eloquent speech. The power was in who Jesus is and what he has done. Mm Mm-hmm. And so we bless you to declare his goodness as you go further up and further in. Mm-hmm.